Hello, I'm Fiona Bennett. Welcome to the Poetry Exchange and to episode six in our series of conversations with poems as friends. We want to dedicate this episode to Spread the Word, who've supported the project from the outset and been instrumental in helping us to create the podcast. Those of you who've listened before will know that the Poetry Exchange is about talking to people about a poem that's been a friend to them, and then in exchange creating a gift reading of their chosen poem, inspired by the conversation. This week's episode features Ars Poetica number 100, I Believe, by Elizabeth Alexander, from her collection American Sublime, published by Grey Wolf Press. We're really grateful to Elizabeth for allowing us to include the poem in the podcast, and indeed to John, who talked to us about the poem and has agreed to allow us to share the conversation with you. You'll be hearing myself and Michael Schaefer talking to John about the poem, and you'll be hearing Michael with the gift reading at the beginning and the end of the conversation. The recording took place in the early days of the project and you will be hearing one or two background noises along the way, some tweeting birds, the sound of children playing and some very creaky chairs and I think also our visual artist friend who came along with us that day and was, if you like, responding to the conversation with some drawings so you'll be able to hear the sound of charcoal on paper at various points along the way. If you want to follow along with the conversation with the text of the poem, if you press the description button on your podcast page, you'll see the text of the poem there. Other than that, nothing left to say but to invite you to immerse yourself now in this conversation about Ars Poetica number 100, I Believe, by Elizabeth Alexander, the poem that's been a friend to John. Ars Poetica, number 100. I believe. Poetry, I tell my students, is idiosyncratic. Poetry is where we are ourselves, though Sterling Brown said every eye is a dramatic eye, digging in the clam flats for the shell that snaps, emptying the proverbial pocketbook. Poetry is what you find in the dirt in the corner, Over here on the bus, God in the details. The only way to get from here to there. Poetry, and now my voice is rising, is not all love, 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 and I'm sorry the dog died. Poetry, here I hear myself loudest, is the human voice. And are we not of interest to each other? Oh, thank you, John. That's just great. That's certainly new to me. Yeah, and new to me. Where did you come across it? Um, I came across it in a show, a live show, that um, had been put together as a kind of live show based on the Being Human anthology. And I think it was a year or so ago. Um, And I was sitting in a barn in Charleston, which is um, the sort of the, the home of Virginia Woolf and the Bloomsbury Group, um, and they run a, a short story festival there every year, and they hosted this this one performance, and it was three actors weaving together poems from the anthology to give you a live experience of of the anthology. And it was just such a beautiful um, show, and mm. I just remember sitting there in this this moment of this poem and. Um, it just really resonated with me because it said so much to me about what I feel about poetry 
and what I feel about what matters to me, I guess. Mm. Um, it's a kind of new friend still, and certainly the, the, the poet, I'm only just starting, I haven't really now gone further to read her work, because this has become such an individual poem to me. Um, but it's, I'm sure there'll be much more to, to, to discover um, from her. She's, you know, an American uh, poet. She was the poet that read at Obama's inauguration, and and there's lots of interest there. But but this this to me was just a kind of almost something really special. Yeah. So I carry it around. <laughs> carry it around physically. You have it with you. I carry it around on my phone. I just have it there, and I also think I know it off by heart. I don't know many poems off by heart, which is interesting um, to me. Mm. I just, I just love it. <laughs> and tell us then a bit more about why what it says. I like it because I like that I can look at it at different levels. Mm-hmm. I can look at it at a quite big level as a poem about poetry. <laughs> and it says some big things. You know, poetry is the human voice. Po- mm-hmm. it, it makes, But it makes claims of the heart. It makes claims of the head mm-hmm. in the kind of academic introduction you know poetry is idiosyncratic that's quite a big word to talk about Mm -hmm. so it makes these kind of interesting claims in a way and it's and I like I like looking at it at that kind of level but I also I think I'm kind of now starting to read it very personally more Mm -hmm. and I'm interested in how it how personal can this be to me despite the the sort of grandness the bigness of, of the subject and in that way, it is really personal because, well, in a way, because I am so interested in, in poetry and mm-hmm. I'm interested in it academically. I studied it. I, you know, I am interested in it in terms of, in, t- as a, uh, in terms of writing and the idea that, of overhearing on, on buses mm-hmm. and the kind of the way that it moves into that space, I think, in the second part, I feel, is kind of that sense of observation and writing and... And then, you know, the claim of poetry being the human voice, um, that for me just has so many personal resonances because, because I particularly love poetry at, when it's voiced. And in my childhood, I was, a, I was a chorister at the cathedral here. And I often think about why poetry matters to me so much and, it, and why hearing poetry matters to me so much. And it is that sort of, that one person... Mm-hmm. That one voice connecting mm-hmm. um, that's just so, so important to me. It looks at or introduces you to poetry from lots of different ways throughout mm-hmm. the poem as mm-hmm. you read it. And, mm-hmm. and, and actually, all of those kind of matter to me at some personal level as well. Mm. Can you um, talk a little bit about the sort of device that's used in this, the interjections? And I suppose the teacher. Well, th- there's all kinds of clever things going on with it, aren't there? Yeah. Which I think I'm still unravelling. Its title, Ask Poetica, is referencing, you know, the great... It, it's by Horace. It's, it's a very long piece that's about poetry. It's talked about as being a really key piece of writing that's influenced how we think about and how we... Um, from a kind of more critical perspective, how we look at poetry. So I'm interested, you know, that, that she's taking 
something <laughs> that seems to be as definitive as, as that. And uh, I don't know what the number 100 means, though. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that is. Then it's followed by I believe, which is I, you know, something I believe. And it is that whole challenge, almost, invitation to think about how you can talk about poetry as the subject right there, but also I believe almost like a creed or something. I, I, you know, I, I tell my students. <laughs> it's almost a problem because it's, I'm telling you what poetry is. And then, it's, and then poetry is something else. And, but then when she's made a claim, there's a kind of in brackets, though. <laughs> yes. It's just when I've told you it's this, someone mm. else said, said this. I don't mm. forget that every eye is dramatic eye. And... I sort of know what idiosyncratic means, but yeah, what's your... Well, I, it's almost like a contradiction in the first, you know, poetry is idiosyncratic. It's kind of, I, I, like, to, I like to read that as that it's what you make of it. I think here, because it's her students, are, are they creative writing students? Is it about your poems are your own and that kind of thing? Or is it broader about your reading of a poem is, is your own. Yeah, and even things like, even the bit where it's poetry is not all love, 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 and I'm sorry the dog dies. I mean, <laughs> part of me wants to think, well, poetry, you know, poetry can be all love, 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 and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry the dog dies, you know. So I don't know from the poet's point of view how much any one of these particular kind of claims is is what she really believes. Mm. But I like the fact that it tests me about mm. which bit do I believe most. Or <laughs> you can't quite take... It shifts, I guess. The poem contains within it these mm. sometimes seeming contradictions mm. or um, so, sort of two sides to, to every coin mm. almost, I suppose. Mm. That sort of... That's right. And, and I think you can be drawn in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to be invited and challenged to think about things differently, but, but also also it's a poem for me that, that is about permission to, to say I believe as well. Uh, this thing of permission, I'm really interested about that. You use that word. Um... It, it doesn't, yeah, it's a word that feels important to me because it is about permission to be creative and permission to to feel and no permission to trust how you how you feel about something and to to kind of be open about that something really connects me when you're talking about that with the chorister (laughs) story because to sing you know in a sense no permission is needed did you sing on your own or were you singing in that's just kind of opened up all kinds of thoughts and reflections about this poem actually mm-hmm. but um, it was a hugely collaborative uh, life and mm-hmm. endeavour mm-hmm. and it's actually in the way that you describe that sense of mm-hmm. all you have to do here is is open <laughs> and that's really powerful and perhaps now in a way is why I'm so taken with those moments and actually why it matters to me that people are enabled to kind of have voice But relating that to the poem, I think I'm interested also about the I and the we in it Mm -hmm. throughout. So perhaps particularly in Towards the End, where she seems to be giving voice 
her voice to saying something about poetry as we poetry is is the human voice Mm -hmm. but at the moment at the very moment she says that she says here is where i hear myself Mm. loudest and and the way it resolves towards the end is just Mm. you know poetry is the human voice (laughs) and are we not of interest to each other yeah yeah It's a fantastic last line, isn't it? I know, and it's it is so big in a way, and almost, almost on sometimes I hear it and I think, is that a bit too much? Is that a bit too grand a statement? Is that does it work even? You know how good is this poem? Sometimes you think and that, but but you, I'm sticking with it. I'm really sticking with it. I'm saying no, you know. I mean, perhaps you, it, it, perhaps you, you, you could take it with two grand, were it not for the fact that it's sort of tempered by the parentheses, yeah. you know. And it's also, the, there's something, that, there's a lightness of touch in that question, and are we not? Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a wry... It feels very witty to me. Mm. Yes. The poem in itself is a... As you, you've used this word a couple of times, I think, it's sort of a, a challenge, it's a... It's kind of, a, or, or a test, a I test. think you, you <laughs> referred to it as once. Yeah. A lot of this today is, I've never talked about this poem mm. with anyone mm. before, um, so it's wonderful to have a chance <laughs> to do that, actually. But, um, but I think, the, for me, I, the art of the poem is the simplicity of, of mm. the language that doesn't preclude mm. all of that, you know. Mm. Yeah. And mm. it's kind of accessible in a way. Mm. But allows you to kind of see see those different um, possibilities. In a way, I think I'm still looking forward to what the poem will mean to me as well, mm. because it does give me an anchor, it does give me something to come back to, you know, as, as, as you have to make choices in life and things change and all of that. I think um, it's a poem I know I'll come back to and will keep resonating with me and just keep reminding me about what it means to me, I think. Um, and that I can trust that in a way, I suppose. Ars Poetica, number 100. I believe. Poetry, I tell my students, is idiosyncratic. Poetry is where we are ourselves, though Sterling Brown said every eye is a dramatic eye, digging in the clam flats for the shell that snaps, emptying the proverbial pocketbook. Poetry is what you find in the dirt in the corner, over here on the bus, God in the details, the only way to get from here to there. Poetry, and now my voice is rising, is not all love, 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 and I'm sorry the dog died. Poetry, here I hear myself loudest, is the human voice. And are we not of interest to each other? That was Michael Schaefer with the reading of Ars Poetica number 100, I Believe, by Elizabeth Alexander. I hope you enjoyed that, and thanks again to Elizabeth for allowing us to feature the poem, and to John for sharing the conversation. It feels really great to have had an episode featuring a poem about poetry itself, and we're delighted to be in touch with so many new listeners in so many different places. We'd love to stay in conversation with you in lots of different ways, so do visit the website, thepoetryexchange.co.uk, 
and go to our contact page where you can sign up to be receiving regular updates from us about what we're up to and the other kinds of work that we're doing with Poems as Friends. And if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't yet subscribed to make sure that you get the next episode, just press the subscribe button on your podcast page to make sure that you get each episode as it comes along. And if you are listening and enjoying it, do share it with your friends and let them know where to find us. We're looking forward to bringing the next conversation to you very soon. But for now, thank you very much for listening.